Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio Every weekend night with Princess Cooper Never had it so good radio Now on 101.1 And it's 24-7 The world's best radio station In this day and time Stereotypes are the false descriptions For all of humanity James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books, that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings. Excuse me for the technical difficulty in the middle of me trying to start this show. But I want to thank all of you for calling in. Uh, thank you, Kathy, for being here. Uh, Cheryl and Dee, uh, just let me know that you're out there so that uh, I know we're still connected. I'm here. Are you there? Okay. I'm here. All right. Okay. I'm here, Jane. Listen, guys, I want I want this to be one of those shows that we really enjoy because the thing I want to talk about is is just weird to me. Uh, I want to preference uh, it by saying I spent uh, the majority of my youth uh, trying to please uh, my parents as well as myself, uh, being an athlete. 
uh, because the first years of my life as an athlete and some uh, so uncoordinated. But as I um, got to the point that my coordination caught up with my height, I became a pretty decent basketball player as well as football player, and I was willing to try to do almost anything. And so I grew up with an idea of what I thought manhood was and that uh, football gave me an identity that allowed me uh, to connect with my manhood, uh, my, my, my inner self uh, as a man. And I, throughout that time in the 70s and the 80s and, and going on to be a coach and um, all kind of other things, I identified with a football as a never-changing athletic endeavor, one which men were on the field trying to impress people with their athleticism and their strength and their domination. And we had these cheerleaders that were on the side cheering for us and uh, making us believe we were superhuman. And the day I I was thrown for a loop where I saw that the NF teams were going to start accepting men to be on the sideline. And they, they, they tell me that there's nothing new under the sun, but this truly is one of those new things. And I'm trying to figure out what kind of man would appreciate or strive. We're not talking about the men who are in college. We are used to these tumblers and isolated men who go on the side and they tumble and they lift women, twirl them around and all this kind of stuff. But I'm trying to figure out what kind of man wants to be on the sideline of a pro football team? Uh, so we don't know the nuances of this and how it's going to work out, but it seems kind of odd to me, even though we're in this era where transgenders have raised their heads, what is it going to be on our sidelines, D-I-L? You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm kind of contemplating whether or not I can enjoy my football like I used to with these men on the sideline. Are you there, D? So, yes, sir, I am. I, I wasn't sure that she was coming to me first. Well, uh, you know, to no surprise, um, <clears throat> with the acceptance and of the new culture of the of the men. Being able to first of all compete in uh, in a female sport, uh, knowing that the the the, um, the body makeup is way uh, different than a woman. All right, so with the acceptance of that, then with the acceptance of uh, transgender men uh, using the women restroom, <coughs> excuse me, uh, there there is no. Nothing else new that that could that could surprise us now. Um, you know, I know that men cheerleaders are accepted in college, but uh, with this new acceptance, um, the coming out party is going to be um, more prevalent. I think uh, the 
it's, it's yeah, I don't know. The ladies are gonna have to weigh in on that. But me personally, it takes away. Now you know. Now I will say that the men cheerleader in college uh, appear to be a lot more masculine. But uh, if they're gonna have regulation on uh, their appearance and their and their uh, their demeanor, which I don't think they could. But you know, I think that's gonna be a a Pandora's box. That uh, that's gonna open up the floodgate for any, most any and everything, and so will it take away from the game? It's highly possible, uh, especially with the uh, nastiness of the the conservative uh, demeanor that they want to have uh, about every little any and everything. So uh, it's something to be seen. Um, I think it may take my attention away from the game a little bit because the media is gonna play it up so hard. Uh, the media initially going to stay on the sidelines way more than they will on the field, and they're going to make a big deal out of it. Thank you. Uh, Cassie, I um, I work very hard uh, to try to um, accept this new era that we're entering in uh, and not be not wanting to have what um, – uh, gay phobia, as some of them people call it, but it seems to me that all of a sudden we are having to accept um, the gay lifestyle in everything that is in our li- lives right now. Um, it's like no new show can be open without there being a gay character. Uh, here we are, even, I, I mean, I don't know if these guys are going to be gay, but I just feel like where, why, why can't they be one place where men are playing football and women are being cheerleaders and the two are separate? You know, I, I just I just don't want my pro football inundated with some something new. Uh, well, James. Uh, I just believe I, I agree with everything D said, and it's going to be a distraction to, like D said, like to everybody because they are going to have the cameras on the sidelines. I believe it's even going to be a distraction to some of the players, and I know that they're going to be talking about it. And you know what? It's not about having a phobia, James, but um, if you if if you don't if you don't like that then you don't have to patronize with it. So what I do, if I see it on a, a station that I'm watching or a show, then I'm not watching that show anymore because we don't have to accept it. You said that, that it seems like they're trying to make us accept everything. Yes, that that is what they're trying to do, but we don't have to. We need to begin to stand up more. If we stop watching these things, then they'll they'll take notice to their ratings and they'll take it off of the off of the uh off of their channel. So that's what we have to do. We have to stand up to these things and say, "Hey, no, I don't want to see that. Like I don't want to see the, no men on over there being cheerleaders. That's I mean, just like I don't like the women's basketball. I I I don't like it because I already know, you know, what that is. I don't like it and I don't have to watch it so I, I I myself personally I turn my head I don't watch it if it's on TV I'm not watching that channel and it's not that I have a phobia I can love the person but I hate the sin 
Yeah, it, it is obvious to me that there seems to be doors opening uh, for all these once unacceptable things to just become a regular part of our existence. And I don't want people not to have the right to live and not have the right to work and not have the right uh, to coexist. It's just, uh, Cheryl, I, I, I'm just concerned about myself and young people being inundated by this emergence of uh, this transistor existence and the, the, our need and obligation to accept them in a, a different place in our world. You know, I'm um I'm agree a lot with what Kathy said because um we don't have to patronize anything that we don't want to be a part of. And that goes for every single thing. Um we and especially on television shows, they get their rating based upon the amount of people that's watching. Um, acceptable, I'm not going to necessarily say the word acceptable because um, I'm just like um, Kathy, what she said. You know, we love the individuals as a person, as children of God, but, um, and you know, and I'm pretty sure we all like, you know, we don't make a big deal about uh, somebody because of their choices and the things that they do, but we don't have to participate in no form, fashion at all. So if there's something that's on TV, if there's something, you know, even on my phone that um, that I don't want to take part in, then I don't... Um, I don't watch it. I don't um I don't surround myself because they're good people and you know, and saying that I'm gonna go to a gay affair or uh, something like that. Um, we can pick and choose the things that we do. Most people what they do is they accept it, they go along and it becomes to be the norm. But um we don't have to go there. We have a choice. We have a choice how we live, how we, um, what we surround ourselves with, the things that we watch, um, what we participate in. So, you know, it doesn't mean that we dislike these, you know, these uh, certain individuals. It doesn't mean that at all. It just it means that we won't take part of it. And, if enough people showed how they felt, then things would not be passed along so easily as they are now. And it's so acceptable. I went to a funeral today, and at the place where the funeral was held, they had a restroom, and it had a lady and a man on the door, and then another restroom was strictly for a lady. And then, so, you know, I mean, it's 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 everywhere because people are saying now, well, we have to get with you know, um, get with the times. But you know, I say the word doesn't change. It was the same yesterday, same today. It's going to be the same, you know, forever. And 
I'm going to live my best according to the word. And, you know, like I said, you know, and we don't by no means have to act ugly toward nobody. But, you know, I'm not going to go, you know, even if somebody gave me tickets to a game and I have, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just sorry. So, I mean, we have choices and we can use those choices. Um. D, I, I really think this is a dangerous step uh, for the NFL, and not only the NFL, but our whole country, uh, that we just don't – some of the things that we've become happy with and pleased with are all at risk uh, because of this new push that we have. When I was in – you know, I told you on, uh, many times that I've, I've, I've taught for 30 years and during that 30-year period, I had one student in my class, a male student, and he was he wanted to do all that he could uh, to have the right to dress as a female. And one day he came to school to class with a halter top on, and I just I just marched him uh, to. Uh, to the office and told him he couldn't stay in my class because he was a distraction. Instead of him paying attention to me, everybody was looking at him and saying, okay, what is Mr. Deshae going to do? You know, I know that was in their mind. You know, what is he going to do about this situation? And so now uh, that we've gotten to the point where we've decided that boys can dress like girls and uh, go to school, uh, but it's interesting that we have boys who have hearts in their head. You know, they're sending boys home because they got a, 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 a part in their head that doesn't mess with dress code. But we're letting these boys uh, dress like women, and it's okay. But I'm just coming back to the NFL, meaning where is where's the safety net for us? I mean, where, where can we have a place that is ground zero that won't change when the NFL is getting getting ready to change. Well, James, you know, uh, you make an excellent point, and, and that's the danger in it all. Uh, the danger is accepting anything as being okay. Um, that, that can't be allowed to happen. Um, you know, uh, this generation has already been considered the soft generation, all right? And, uh, and let me explain this. Uh, when I was growing up, when I was a kid, uh, seven, eight, nine years old, uh, we wanted to emulate uh, people like Tarzan, uh, people like Hercules, and people like Samson and Goliath and uh, the, the movie character Goliath and Superman and all the superheroes. And so, and so uh, in that, we had uh, an idea of what strength was and what strength was supposed to look like. Now, the problem is that uh, this generation has already been considered to be soft. Then, uh, in that, uh, children growing up and going forward don't have an, a real uh, idea of what it is that they're, what they're supposed to be, especially the boy. problem with that because now, let's look at the whole spectrum of this thing. Already in our lifetime... Uh, the little girls and the young girls already have a hard enough time 
trying to find husbands and trying to find uh, uh, me uh, boys and 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 grown uh, male individuals having a hard enough time trying to find those characters that want to emulate the uh, the statue of manship. Because now I'm a strong I'm a strong believer that men are not born. Men are made. It's easy it's easy not to do nothing. Uh, in, in, in comparison, it's easy to be a thug because you ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to keep no job. You can live with your mama. You can live off the street. You know. Uh, you don't have to be. You don't have to learn uh, the uh, attribute of being polite. You know, uh, you don't have to do that. So uh, the same way as, you know, when you said this young, young boy in your class uh, wanted to choose a, a, be a female. Well, that, okay, to do that, then you don't have to be bothered with uh, learning how to be a man. Because, like, again, men are not born. Uh, being a man is not a gift. You have to learn how to be a man. You have to learn how to own up. You have to learn how to complain. You have to learn how to be responsible. You have to learn how to <clears throat> be compassionate, and you have to learn how to, um, even when you write, you have to learn how to act like you're wrong, just to keep the peace, all of that. So <clears throat> it's in an abandonment. And, you know, the conservatives have a great ideas about how not to let these things happen. Of course, they have a, a trashy idea about a lot of other things, too. But these are one of the things that, you know, boycotting sports ain't enough because it's sending a bad message. And so um, uh, there has to be a ground zero. Thank you. You know, it's just amazing to me uh, that we can't see the the problems going forward when we try to integrate men and women to end everything that is in existence. There has to be some type of separation with something. Uh, you know, my idea is is that I understand and appreciate women being police officers. I understand and appreciate women being firemen. I understand women being truck drivers uh, because they can adequately do those things uh, without any issues or problems. But I just don't see where we, it looks like we're going to, we're trying outside of jobs, we're trying to just integrate ourselves to the point where we are doing everything and engaging everything at the same time. You know, being having to be to the point where you have unisex bathrooms where you just come and go as you please. Um, and integrating uh, men into these cheerleader-type uh, establishments where they they did not used to be. And I just don't see the need or necessity to integrate men and women into everything. Are we going to have trisexual teams now? Are we going to have women who become men who've gotten big enough and strong enough uh, now that we're going to let them play NFL football? Uh, You know, now we're going to have the, you know, it's just, I'm not sure where we're headed because we seemingly are doing so many different things that seem to be problems uh, problems that we can't get be beyond, Cheryl. It just seems like 
we we're just going. You know, we we're down a slippery slope, and everything is going is is possible. Well, that's when you um, the thing that you say the most is our voices to be heard. Um, our voices, or we are not expressing our voices to the level that the majority may be expressing their voices to. So the majority in this case is standing by the decisions and how they want to see things, whereas some of us are just talking about it among ourselves and not taking the the necessary actions to come together to do whatever we could you know, about it. So the majority is take really taking it away, um, meaning they are progressing. And, you know, we always hear it couldn't sell if people weren't watching it. And when I say that is, is that that's the majority. They are. And although we are not watching it, our voices are not being heard. Either we're not expressing it, we're not talking loud enough, we're not taking action, whatever that something may be, the majority is definitely winning in this case. And that's the reason why, you know, so many laws are being passed in their favor, so many things are being done in their favor. Um, Now, you know, they could not have a show on the air if, so many people weren't watching it if they were not being entertained by it. So that's what the majority is doing. But um, we have to find ways to, you know, to voice our opinion where it's actually heard. And it may not change a whole lot of things, but um, we have to do what's in our hearts, meaning that if this is not something acceptable to you, don't watch it. Don't participate. Don't take part of it. Um, and we don't have to uphold those, you know, those things. Because, again, I'm going to say, you know, we don't at all hate the person, just like Kathy said. You know, we love them, and we have to love them. And a lot of times I find that they're just confused. They're confused. You know, we've had women who've been hurt by men and turn to um, other women, men that's been hurt by women, and then find themselves turning to other men. I can't get with it. I can't understand it. It was never um, Adam and Steve, always Adam and Eve. Um, A lot of times I just look at it as being totally confused and not really um, getting to the core and not really understanding the word and our purpose for being here and why we are made the way we are made. And Regina, I I have to commend you because you you you're in the fight where eventually it may not happen tomorrow or the next day, uh, but it seems like our society wants to go toward a non-gender educational sense. And what I mean by that is we're not going to uh, we're not going to value womenhood. We're not going to value uh, ladylike behavior. We're just going to teach children like they just inanimate objects 
and not recognize their gender. Well, Arthur, good evening, good evening. I have had the opportunity to be around someone who is in a a lesbian relationship. And this person, both of the parties in the relationship have children. And I was very, very surprised um, a few days ago because the the mother actually was upset because her son was being gender. I think her son made an us comment like um, told her mama, mama uh, boys don't wear lipstick. I think she kissed him. And he wiped the lipstick off and said, mama, boys don't wear lipstick. And she was so upset because he recognized gender. So this is what's happening in our in our world today. Now, the thing about that is I, I did not say anything. I don't know if the right word is I could not, but I chose not to because of if she wants to raise her son without seeing gender, then that's totally her business. But it helps me to understand what I am going to be experiencing as the children of these lesbians or gay couples come into the school system. When we start teaching about Superman, or not teaching, but, you know, he's a character in the book. You know, they're going to make us have more uh, gender, what do you call it? Somebody help me, gender-neutral characters. And that's taken away from everything that I've learned or all of my beliefs. So it's getting ready to be very, very interesting. And and D to go along with what you were saying, how do you create a man uh, with the ideas that we have uh, gravitated to and embraced in the past? Uh, when you're going to do it in this kind of environment, where you don't want him to seem to believe, you don't want him necessarily to believe that he has to be head of the household, or he has to uh, to be the person to protect his his children or protect his family, or have an idea of what true manhood is, how can you grow that and protect that in a uh, gender-neutral environment? Well, you know, James, uh, that's one of the reasons, primarily, that, uh, you know, uh, we we homeschool our kids. Mm, You know, um, uh, as unsure of an idea that that may, that may sound at times, uh, we're very comfortable in it. 
because of the uh, the environment of public schools, they ain't even private schools. Uh, you know, uh, people people have a tendency to to wear their lifestyle on their sleeves these days. Uh, it used to be a time where uh, people were un- undercover about their uh, identity preferences. But uh, now that it's now that it's the norm for every for any and everything, and that's a, and that's the whole that's another whole uh, problem uh, in itself. The anything movement, the anything revolution. Uh, if you all, some of you all are not as old as I am, but I remember when the anything revolution first came about. Uh, it was like anything goes. It was, uh, the sexual revolution was one of it. Uh, the drug culture revolution was another. Uh, it was the do your own thing revolution, and and so uh, all of that has repercussions. You know, um, to to give another idea in contrast, um, you know the uh, the United States government has long had um, concerns about terrorists uh, coming to this country, terrorizing. This country with acts of violence, then hiring a, uh, American attorneys to defend them because it, it, it's their right to do so. So uh, that's that's an old proverb. That's a new proverb. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And that's going to be the thing that's going to kind of uh, throw all of us under the bus because we don't have any control anymore. Um, you know the uh, the gay right movement want to uh, uh, liken themselves to the civil rights movement, and you know so I don't know I don't know how you stop that, and uh, so but we we you know Miss Kathy uh, somebody said it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see, but interesting and, and it's also going to be detrimental, um, you know because uh, cable TV is one of those things that don't, that don't have any boundaries. <clears throat> and cable TV is the norm. Uh, I remember when um, my oldest son was a younger child, and we were sitting there watching uh, uh, Bugs Bunny. And the very next show at, at primetime TV was uh, Jerry Springer coming on, flashing the preview of Two Men Kissing. And we sitting right there. Didn't, didn't have nothing you know, with no warning. And, 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 and with the letter that I wrote to uh, WB with Warner Brothers at the time, uh, they explain that uh, they are not of uh, 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 the uh, the private entity. They are a private entity, and they they are not upholding. They don't have to uphold to all the other standards that uh, that your national TV they have to uh, uh, uphold to. So uh, we're in a pickle and uh, trying to have to uh, deal with all of this. But um, there you have it. And that's the way it is. Uh, Kathy, you have raised two young men to adulthood, uh, and it, it is just unbelievable as a older man who who raised a daughter uh, to to imagine what it'd be like to try to raise children in a uh, in a genderless society where you don't encourage either that you're just going to let them grow up to be who they want to be, and if they choose uh, to be something opposite than what they were born, you shouldn't show any intervention. 
No, that's not correct. <laughs> because I mean, I, I'm glad. I am. I'm so thankful to God that they are older now, and that I do not have to um, go through with these younger parents that have to sit down and talk to their kids and tell them, look, this is how it's supposed to be, but this is how they're allowing it to be now. It's it's really considered out of order. It's it's all the way out of order. And um it's it it it's 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 like D said, it's it's crazy. But if you think about it and you look back and, and from the different um, things in the Bible that talks about these, you know, these times are going to happen. There's going to be a lawless, this is a lawless country. They don't believe in the law anymore. Anything that was written in the Bible, they don't believe it. So they want to make their own rules. They want to make their own laws. They want to do it their ways. And um, as far as the TV is concerned, and if I had small children, they would not watch TV, and I would teach them the way that I think that they should be taught. But when they grow up, if they go the other way, then they go the other way. But they cannot or no one could say that, hey, she did not teach her kids the way that she believed that it was supposed to go. Um, Just a case in point, the other day while we were doing an event, I usually give away toys, you know, to the little kids that come. So I have all kind of boy toys, characters and everything, and all kind of girl toys, um, hula hoops and everything. And this little boy came up, and he was like, oh, can I have a hula hoop? And my husband was getting ready to give him one. And I said, I looked at him, I said, no, hula hoops are for girls. They're not for boys. And then his um, grandmother looked at me. I said, well, if he wants a toy, I have all of these boy toys over here, and he can have either one of these, but not a hula hoop. Because on my watch, it's not happening. So if if you want to go and give your child whatever you want to give them, that's on you. But when I'm, you know, it's in my my presence, it's not happening. So I don't know if, if they took that the wrong way, but oh, well. These these are the things that I'm giving away. You don't have to buy them, so you can't say, oh, she wouldn't allow me. No, these are giveaways, and if I don't want to give a girl toy to a boy, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, and I like that, and that's a unique stance. And, Cheryl, we, you know, we just find ourselves in a crazy society. Uh, when I look at, you know, they talk about, what is unfair, how it's unfair to treat a child uh, with what we call verbal abuse or verbal, uh, uh, all type of different abuses. But you think about what uh, Regina shared with us, that should be a kind of an abuse. When you got a male who wants to live his life like a male and you have a female who's trying to force a non-gender lifestyle on them, that sounds like abuse to me. You know why you are saying that, um, and that that's something just so far fetched. Because why would anybody want to teach children neutral instead of teaching them who they actually are? And it's opening the door and making it more acceptable 
to become who they're not because now they start to question who they really are. But because we are the foundation, we teach them. And what we are teaching them is who they are. Now, just like I think it was said, once they get a certain age and they decide otherwise, then that's on them. But as far as we teaching and that, you know, from the foundation on up, we should be teaching them who they actually are. Males are males. Females are females. You know, you're not a female, and we're going to teach you neutral. And that starts to bring other thoughts into their mind and allow them to start to create different things and to wonder. But if we're teaching them who they are, then nine times out of ten, that's who they're going to be. Now, like you say, you can't help those who um, bend all to be someone other. But we definitely can teach the foundation as far as who they really are. And, uh, Regina, you know, it makes it so difficult for you, uh, kids. You can't, if a mother wants to uh, make her child up because he likes uh, makeup and allow him to come to school, what could be more disruptive than a little boy coming to school with makeup on his face and uh, him having to integrate himself into this environment uh, which has not, you know, it's just not neutral. Uh, you know, you're going to always have these rambunctious boys and these girls who want to be girls, and now you're going to combine this with this this disruptive behavior of young boys who want to be to to wear the makeup the women are wearing. Well, all of that is more than I'm choosing to deal with, and that's why I'm not in administration uh, at the top level. I just I, I I have no answer. I think it is ridiculous. I think it is wrong. Um, I think it's wrong to to force your child into a situation that is, I think it's wrong, it's a battle. If, a, if two people decide that they're going to live an alternative lifestyle, they should not force their children to fight that battle at a young age by forcing them to accept their lifestyle. They should wait until the child is is old enough to decide what it is he or she wants to do. So I think I would open my mouth and probably lose my job, so I just really try to steer clear of those situations. And I and the problem is is that educators can't uh, find a safety net uh, because when they uh, try to ignore the the policies, uh, they're 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 forced to integrate them or not integrate them into society. Society's out here uh, integrating uh, 
transgenders into every area of life now in the NFL, and we and and um, it just seems that we're just not we're, we're beyond losing the battle. We're just we're just going along and seeing where the journey is taking us. Um, I see a new number. I'm not sure who it is. So, uh, let me give me your name and and where you're from. Seven one five one. All right. This is. Uh, let me uh, have us take a break for a minute, and I'll be right back. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to, let it go, can't let this thing hold up, get away from you, feel free right now, go do what you want to do, can't let nobody take it away. Boundaries and respect people's spaces. It really seems that 
some of this stuff is intruding on my space. And uh, it is difficult to maneuver around what you think uh, might be wrong. Well, first of all, I just want to let you know, Regina, I am praying for you uh, that God will give you wisdom even when you go into the classrooms or if you have to deal with a situation like that because the teachers are going to need wisdom in these type of situations. And it's, it's, it's really sad to um, throw that, I'm going to say throw that upon these little children who are going into the classroom, second, third, fourth grade, that are, are just trying to learn how to write and read and talk, and they have to try to determine what is right and what is wrong. Um, I, I, all I can say, James, is, is I, I would not be put in a situation where I would have to make a choice on what it is I need to say. I will, first of all, remove myself if I'm not asked to respond to a situation like that. And... Um, just pray. That's all I could say because that's all you could do is pray, and and hopefully you won't be put in a in a spot to where you have to um, give your opinion on something like that, where somebody asks you what do you think, and you have to actually tell them what you think. And as far as the TV is concerned, like I said, I'm not going to watch that, so I'll turn the TV off. And um, if if I'm in a room and it's going on, I'm going to remove myself from the room so they'll know why I actually remove myself because I don't agree with it. And, um, you know, we just got to be real about what we see and what is around us right now. I also have noticed that the Boy Scouts are now looking to integrate uh, girls into the Boy Scouts. And... Um, you know, no matter what in the world I um, I feel about this, it seemingly is happening, uh, Regina, whether we are ready for it or not. And so is there never to be an organization where men are just working on little boys becoming men uh, without integrating women to to the uh, situation? Or uh, what, 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 where are we? We know, I mean, it just seems bizarre that even the Boy Scouts now are being forced to integrate women into the Boy Scouts. Man, let me tell y'all. We can't even do father-daughter dances anymore without these mothers coming and, and forcing their way in. Even when we say we will get a mentor for your daughter, a male mentor. No, I'm the mama and the daddy. And that's where I've been able to interject my opinion. And I've I've told many of those people, I raised my daughter by myself. Well, I raised my daughter with with the help of the village. But I could not teach her how a man is supposed to treat her. I could tell her, but to demonstrate it, it took men. It took men to open the door for her. It took men to um, open the car door 
to put on her coat, you know, to take her places and let her walk on the inside of the sidewalk. So I had the opportunity to to share that. But what happens now when you have pre-K, kindergarten, first grade on up, and they're being brought to school by their mama and their mama, um, or their daddy and their daddy. So you have the, the mother-daughter dance. Who comes with the child? The mother-son dance. Who comes with the child? The father-daughter dance. Who comes with the child? The woman who's dressed like a man? It is all so confusing. And somebody did. The more I'm talking about it, the more I believe. I know you can't. it can't be. But, yeah, that, that should be a form of mental abuse because you have these children having to make adult decisions before they are ready, before they are developmentally ready. And I'm going to stop because the more I talk about it, the more upset I get. It's it's just crazy. And, uh, Cassie, you know, it just, every the longer, you know, the more we talk, the more, the more we get into how difficult it is going to be for these future children to find their way when they're being asked to integrate all kinds of different ideas into their reality. Uh, then you're going to wonder why you have young men uh, who are just confused and uh, being a, a more imposing their will on one another uh, because people are saying this is okay. This, if that's what you feel, it's all right. And so um, it is just amazing that, you know, I, I don't know how the world is going to continue uh, under these kinds of uh, liberties. Cassie, you there? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was for me. I was thinking, as, as Regina was talking, I was thinking about Sodom and Gomorrah and how uh, uh, the corruption of, of that city, town, country, whatever it was, was, and how Abraham asked the Lord to spare them and that if he could find at least 45 people praying, he said that he would spare them. And then Abraham kept going back and forth all the way down to 10 people. I mean, I, I believe that we are in a, a time such as this, such as that, because it's everywhere. And it's confusing to the kids that are, that are uh, growing up now. And, and you wonder why they do some of the things that they do because of the confusion. They don't know right from wrong. And they should not be accountable because they are confused. They don't know if left is left and right is right. They should not be accountable for this stuff, but there needs to be something done about um, what Regina was talking about, how it's a father and daughter dance. Now, that was the best thing that the schools could have ever started for those kids. And for a child to have to come up in there with their mom dressed as their dad, that's very much confusing for that child and for all the other young ladies that are looking as well. That is 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 crazy. 
And then you're asking you're asking these children to be mature enough and and not point out or make the girl who's coming in with her mother feel bad uh because it looks awkward. Uh so Cheryl, you you you're asking kids who who are not sentim- uh fundamentally prepared to to uh to deal with this awkwardness uh to deal with it in a mature fashion. You know, um, everybody develops at a different age. And when we're through the developmental, which is our young people, they're really not understanding what is coming at them when we're trying to now give them a choice, a choice of a possibility of who you could be. This is something that you could be. Not someone who you are. And um, just like I think quite, you know, a few of y'all expressed, this is definitely a form of abuse because you're forcing something on someone who's not, just like it was said, fundamentally developed, not developed. You know, even young men, you know, I don't believe that they even become fully developed in their mind until they're of the age of 25. And then you know how a lot of times we as women say, you know, I hope they grow up. And some of them don't grow up until they're 50. But that's just a side joke. But anyway, what I'm saying is 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 detrimental to their growth. You know, expressing this to them and giving them something, another choice a choice that is really not a choice because they are who they are. They, and that's what has to be taught. So I, you know, I mean, it is so, it is so mind blowing and confusing of the things that every time we look around what we are exposed to and what we're, um, we can barely grasp it. So imagine our youngsters, trying to take a hold of these things. Yeah, it, it is truly uh bizarre and we and and we're we're Regina, we're going along in in a darkness uh that we cannot truly know where it's going to take us. All these different decisions that are being made uh with such swiftness uh does not give us uh, a true light to see where it may take us. And it may be extremely detrimental uh, to the world that we have grown accustomed to, uh, to the point that we can't ever be get back to where we were. Um, <clears throat> well, Kathy and Cheryl, they're they're, they're yes. both on they're both on the line, and I'm going to say something. So I'm going to need you all to to find the scripture that I'm talking about. But in the Bible, it talks about these times, but it says that these time, these are not the end times. We're going to go through these times. So. 
I'm going to go through these times maintaining my level of, of my self-respect, maintaining my belief system, believing that how God made us is what he intended. Nowhere in Genesis did it talk about same-sex being in the Garden of Eden. It was supposed to be a beautiful place until the sin occurred. <laughs> Even after the sin occurred in the Garden of Eden, y'all are not a minister, but a man or, or a same-sex still didn't get into that place. It was still supposed to be male and female. I'm not going to succumb to what is, I will respect a person's choice as their choice. I will not put my choice upon them, but they are definitely not going to, and I will abide by the law. But as for me and my house, it is what it is. Should my daughter decide that that's how she wants then that's her decision, but it can't be her decision under my roof. And I'm going to love her just the same, but it can't be her decision under my roof. All right, so, as we're going to, we're going to take a break. And, uh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> we're going to come back and give everybody <laughs> an opportunity to have their final word. It is so important. Got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away. That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
Yes, it's to walk in humility, um, use wisdom, and be an example to what it is that you are telling the children to be. You know, as adults, we truly have a responsibility uh, to create uh, some of what was morally correct for our world in the past. I am a person that believes in change, but there are some things that need to remain the same. And it seems like we're losing the battle on that forefront. I want to just uh, encourage those of you who are out there listening uh, to call in and uh, so that we can discuss these subjects with a wide range of opinions. It is important that we recognize that we have to live in this world together, so we're going to have to find a solution uh, to some of these runaway problems uh, that seem to be taking us to a place uh, we may not very well uh, appreciate. Our respect. I want to just thank all of you who continue to call in and give me your support. I continue to ask those of you who are listening uh, to be first-time callers at 657-383-0309 because we have things we have to talk about and discuss, even if we think there are difficult issues to talk about. They have to be discussed. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. Father, help your children.
Hello. Bye-bye. 